Drogba in der Mitte, da Schneider, Schneider Marhaba and welcome to episode 61 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. From all around the galaxy, Rams Park and your homes. I'm your host Samet and we are back with another episode. From New York, America, we got the usual suspects, Emre and Yasin. How are you lads doing? How's America? How's the weather over there? America's all right. Same old, same old. Weather is pretty decent, actually. Yasin would agree with me. I don't know if he's a uh, this type of weather yeah. guy. Uh, I you know I actually don't like the summer too much because it's just too hot. Um, I'm pretty pale, so I get burned easily. Um, not that pale, but still, I don't like sweating, so that's why fall and spring are my type of weather. But Emma, I think the last two weeks we've kind of had, I don't want to say chillier, but not as hot nights and mornings so sometimes yeah. i don't need to open the ac which is always nice uh today was a nice day to go out i, I went fishing i actually just got back I'm, I'm burnt now so i'm feeling pain as i as i'm on this podcast right now but it's it's nice uh the weather's good i can't complain <laughs> i'm sorry yeah so fun- what's so funny summit I don't know. It's just I ask one question, you go on blabbling about five minutes, like so so typical. Which is fine. Typical. I love to listen to you. Yeah. But you said something about you, you don't like sweating too much, right? Yeah, yeah we love sweating. Does. That's that's the last <laughs> thing I remember of you uh, of our Istanbul trip. When when what when, a, what about it? Well, I'm just saying that's the last thing when I jumped you on the bed and you were like like soaked. I was like, how can you sweat so much? It's ridiculous. Was was this in the morning when you were leaving? Yeah, Didn't yeah, you guys yeah, go yeah, in yeah. winter too? Like, how are you sweating in winter, bro? Yeah, I don't know. Ask bro, Gassin, bro. bro it, dude, there was no proper ventilation in the fucking house. It was hot. I I had oh, to share a bed to with somebody too. Bro, it was hot, man. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> it was hot? It's winter. The, the, don't don't say it was winter bro like it it wasn't winter winter it was fucking like late march april and Mm. wasn't it warm inside you guys i remember you guys going to there was like snowish a snow resort bro what the hell yeah (laughs) Yeah, but that was he's tripping i think the sun got to him a bit too much (laughs) i know bro (laughs) what's it called the sun streak stroke (laughs) i don't i don't even i don't know the no he started to see stuff (laughs) (laughs) well well Hey, Saleh, how you doing? We're not alone. We balance things out with another Dutchie. Saleh is also here with us. And then yes, that- yes. Yeah, you guys managed to make it two episodes back to back. Congrats. Mm. Okay, <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean... Ne diyeceksin lan? Yeah, some, some, yeah. Yo, we, we keep track of who is on the podcast and not. Emre, I'm sure you listeners, consistent listeners would know, Emre is always a... Emre was it like 90, 95% of the time. In the last, Get like, Salih, the bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. Salih's the bookkeeper, yeah. But the <clears> point <throat> is, Samet and Salih are kind of MIA. But, you know, it's impressive that they're here two Come days on, a week. Come on, please, dude. I had a baby. I went to the game. I celebrated the championship in Turkey. What do you expect? 
you to be on the podcast. Bring you your mic with you. Yeah, you yeah, think yeah, there's yeah. no one that goes to the games and not having children? Look, look, and look. Not making last podcasts? time we went to Istanbul, you guys were there as well. I mean, Yasin and Sadi. And we had our mics, we had our setup, but we couldn't do shit because our voices were gone. So every time we go to Istanbul for a game, do <laughs> All not I hear expect a podcast. For me, excuses. No, I can't fair, like. Fair, well, it just that's shows fair. I'm dedicated. I'm I'm screaming my lungs out. But excuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Sally, do you have a fact of the week? You know, I like these from you, and and it's been a while since I had some. Well, didn't know you liked them. <laughs> Usually, the reaction was a bit different, but uh, <laughs> I still like. I them. mean, a different fact would be that uh, I'm actually going to Turkey in uh, well two days. Uh, so this will be Ooh. also. My last pod for the coming few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'll be trying to attend two games of ours. The Ljubljana game at home and hopefully uh, the Trabzon game too. Nice. But as you know, I've PM'd you uh, quite a few times. But Puzzle League is going to be uh, some pain in the butt. Um, last time I went, I mean, you gave me the advice to use my prepaid number and just keep it. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll use my Dutch number. Mm-hmm. but yeah Puzzle doesn't accept my Dutch number for some strange reason it won't send me the SMS and now I have to go to Turkey and uh, play Yasin because Yasin that's what you did right in Turkey you have went fun, uh, calling have fun. Uh, every day have fun. <laughs> don't bother bro I'll just give you my Puzzle League account and the you'll thing just is, go there okay that's fine but the, the Ljubljana game I'm actually going with a friend and I mean, so? unless he gets a spot right next to me it'll be oh yeah well he, he should be able to uh, I mean, I, I don't know how he's going to get it, but Karaborsa is a thing, so he could get a spot anywhere in the North Stands, and he, you should be together, so that should be fine. Anyway. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> th- that's basically my fact. I'm yeah. uh, actually going to Turkey. Good, good. Have fun, some time. It's fucking thank hot you, over you. there, unlike Holland, which is raining. I mean, yeah, it's really miserable over here. It's like 15 degrees, raining every day. But Istanbul, I, I just checked. It's the same weather as like really? New York uh, at this time. I'm yeah, the only like one that likes hot weather, bro. Jesus I don't Christ. like it. No, I do. I, I mean, do. too hot now, no, man. For me, it's more like uh, I hate it when it's humid. I don't, I don't care too much if it's like hot or whatever. But when it's humid, that's yeah. when I start to hate yeah, that's it. That's why I hate Antalya. I never, never will go there. Antalya, it's just humid. Th- yeah, yeah, Allah. Skip and that. It's not because my in-laws are there, but it's just. I just don't like the weather. <laughs> you just had to clarify <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, who needed that information, so I met? Yeah, you guys know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I had a question before we go into Goldstrike News. Something I've been... Inter- yeah, it's it's interesting, because w- what do you do, like, in the shower? Do you do you clean your feet as well? This is so random. Bro, no, the no, most random kind of fucking question. question. Is, I was just thinking about this and I needed to ask. And, and like, we don't speak to each other a lot aside from the podcast. So, not as of late. Um, mm. No, I mean, you clean everything, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you take a shower, but do you like, you know, you rub down every part of your body? No, um, I don't lift my feet and clean the bottom yes. of it. That's what you're asking. I don't yes. do that. Like, admittedly. Oh, I do do that. You do. And mm. I'm, okay, Emre? I do that too. Okay, I think so it depends. I, I think it depends. Like if, if it's like a quick shower, I don't do that. Like I'll I do it. I did like not I... do it, and now I do it. It's such a game changer. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's like you can feel like it's actually clean. Like, like normally, I just like let the water drop down and do its thing, and then with a towel clean it off. But to the listeners as well, just 
try and do it. Like clean your feet every shower and you'll notice the difference. Maybe I'm just a pig here that didn't do it. But well, what else did you skip? What else did you skip besides your uh, soles? And <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I, I don't rub down my dick over there. <laughs> I also no. have a feeling Summit's the type uh, that uh, during the winter will also like uh, pee in the shower or something weird like What do you mean? You don't pee in the shower? I don't. All right, gas side news. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, since last episode, what happened? The very next day that we aired our episode, we got Mauro Icardi signing with Galatasaray. Finally, we uh, we got our love back. It wasn't a Kiralik Ashk, a loney spell. So he's going to wear the number nine for the new season. It's a three-year contract. Uh, we paid Paris Saint-Germain 10 million euros of a transfer fee. And his salary is going to be, I believe it's 6 million euros yearly yes. salary. Net. Exactly. Plus 4 million from sponsors. Yeah, well, these are the cup figures from the sponsors not mentioned. Um, but still, it's a lot, a big reduction in terms of what he could have gotten from the Arabs. <laughs> Uh, so okay, yeah. I, th- I think we're all happy. What do you mean, okay? <laughs> I don't know the way, the way you just said of the Arabs. No, 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 the American no. accent with yeah. it as well. No bad intention here. No, no racism. It's a. Uh... I just thought of like Emre every time he says Al Tawoon. Al Tawoon. He says like a dumbass. <laughs> I get <laughs> like uh, inbred redneck. Al Tawoon. Anyway, we ain't going there anymore. It's been a week Guys, since we celebrated. Serious question, serious question, serious question. Like, let's seriously think about this. Did you guys expect Icardi to come back? Yes. Like, get, you know, season finished. <clears throat> you know, he had an excellent season, shit ton of goals, shit ton of assists, and he was on loan. At the end of the day, he's 30 years old. His bone service, his transfer, you know, his rights are with PSG. So you got to buy from him. And every, a lot of teams are going to be interested in the guy, right? He had plenty of great seasons in mm-hmm. Serie A. No, I don't agree. PSG, maybe not so much. He was he started off well in PSG. And there was a lot of drama. The, the main reason why he, we found the opportunity to bring him to us is because of all the outside drama that was going on in his life, right? We talked about this. Wandanara. But it seemed like from the outside that Icardi is happy and doing well again. His goals and his assists show for that. For me, I thought it was going to be extremely hard to bring him back. I already accepted the fact that he was not going to come. I, I stopped listening to Ashkenolayim because every time I would listen to that song, I would get upset and sad because it, it would remind me of Icardi and the fact that he's not going to come. What did you guys think? You guys honestly think he was going to come back? I'm not asking you guys if he wanted to or not wanted to come back. I think everybody was on the same page. He would want to come back, but... Uh, at the end of the day, money speaks, guys. Right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I no, mean, I get. I get what you mean. Like, based on the Saudi league getting plays left and right, like paying cr- these crazy wages. That that's the one concern I think most of us shared. Like, would some team for Saudi Arabia go out there and what what uh, what were the wages again that were rumored? Like, bro, like 30, 30, 40, 30, 40, 40 mil. Yeah, yeah. About, that's yeah. like in the astronomical amount and at that point as a football you can also ask yourself like do i 
choose for generational wealth, even though you already earn like a lot, right? But mm-hmm. do you choose for that or do you go for your passion, I guess, where you're loved and where you want it? And in the end, I mean, I think Wandanara, of course, had a huge influence on it, but he decided to choose for us. And I still can't believe it till this moment mm-hmm. that it yeah, uh, actually went through. You You mentioned about him being loved and cared for whatever team he was at he had issues with the fans whether it was Inter or PSG right Mm -hmm. even in his own country he's an outcast practically because of Maradona Mm -hmm. and this is like the only country where he actually has a a, a fan base that actually loves him and cares for him and respects him not only him but also cares for Wanda Nara Mm -hmm. Wanda is probably the main reason Icardi had all these issues to begin Mm -hmm. with with fans and seeing that he has somewhere that he can be accepted along with his wife who he loves most is probably somewhere that he wants to be regardless of money and who's to say two three years later he can't go to the saudi league and still get you know a good paycheck right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly no i had no doubts from the beginning i think we were on a different youtube podcast touring giants it's a juventus podcast where we said well i said indeed there is no other country, no other club that he will experience the exact same thing. I mean, this experience, what he had last year, it's not only being loved by the fans. It's like the whole country, new generations of kids that are doing the Icardi sign. It's like it's a once in a lifetime thing. And he came from a problematic situation to a very good situation. And like it was no way he would give that up. And like Emre said, like well, yeah, he can still do whatever he wants with uh, the Arab countries in a year from now. <laughs> so, Arab countries, <laughs> Al Tawun, Arab countries. So yeah, no, uh, I I can I can see, and of course Wanda as well with her cosmetics business and stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Wanda says area. she's happy in yeah, Turkey as well. Exactly. She's gonna release it in Turkey as well. So it's a big market and. She's Icardi is loved. Her family is loved. She's loved. I mean, there's a lot of edits. Normally, you see only edits of players, Icardi. In this case, you see edits of the children, Isabella. You see <laughs> edits of Wanda. Francesca. Exactly, exactly. And then you have Samet making edits of Wanda Yenge. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right, Samet? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, man, I, dude, it's such a good feeling. You know, it, it was rumored for a while, right, guys, with Fabrizio saying, We already got happening. the here we go, right? Yeah, it's only a matter of time. Multiple times, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it's what's makes this so much more valuable and important in, in context is we, we brought on Zaha, who is Oof. an insane transfer. And, like, I don't think a lot, like, obviously, we know he's a big name, and I think the impact he's going to have. If he stays healthy, which he should, you know, it's going to be more than anybody can imagine just because how skilled he is, you know, uh, how much he carried a Premier League club for all these years, right? We brought him on. Not only did we bring him on, it was a, probably the biggest transfer Chalama, we talked about this last week, of the last hundred years. But everybody's mind is still on Icardi because at that point, Icardi was still not official. It's like, okay, this is great. I mean, maybe I'm speaking for more for myself, but... I was happy about Zaha, but my mind was still on Icardi. Like, I wanted mm-hmm. that to be official. Like, I was waiting for that because It's like Zaha your first love. You never forget her. 
Exactly, man. Like I literally, when I, I when I told you guys that I accepted him not coming back, it literally felt like a heartbreak for me. I mm. was so sad. I was genuinely really upset. John made a video of Icardi highlights, and he put on that one song. Mm. Uh, I forgot that song's name now, but it was like a sad song <laughs> about like a breakup or some shit. Bro, that shit got tears in my eyes, man. <laughs> I'm just so happy he's back. You see him in training now, guys, right? Like yeah. he's always he's smiling. smiling. He's, he's laughing with everybody. It's like he never left. That is incredible. I love yeah. that. I think in in yeah. in a in a few years from now, probably if people are gonna ask like, what made you fall in love with Galatasaray, and and people will answer Icardi. I'm pretty sure that that will be the case um, in the future. Which, actually, that's a good question. What made you guys fall in love with Galatasaray or which player? IG. That's that's so deep. <laughs> you might have For me, it was IG. That's the oldest game I remember, man. I like. I remember when he had his goal against Monaco. It's like if you you know called a cap from that area where he shot, it would cost you like four hundred liras. You guys remember when he had that long, long, long-range shot yeah, from the left from side the of the side. field against Monaco? Yeah. That yeah. that game, I remember like it was yesterday, man. What That's the game guys? that like solidified me. Solidified, solidified me to go, sorry. Mm. Yeah, so. For me, man, growing up, I, I didn't watch Galsai like too, that consistently. I was always busy. Mm-hmm. with school and you know i was playing soccer too on two or three different teams at once so if i was watching soccer it was mostly the premier league because that's what a lot of my friends and my teammates were watching as well here in america mm-hmm. so like i'll say it was like a side thing like okay you know maybe my dad was watching it maybe some family some relatives my initiative who you know was very close to me would watch Bishkitash. it was cool <laughs> but i didn't i didn't love it like i wasn't like oh, like i need to watch this team all the time <laughs> It wasn't until Galatasaray played Fenerbahce in that like super finale thing that they did in like 2011 when we mm-hmm. played in Kadikoy and we lifted the trophy there. Yeah, That game I put on, like there was a lot of hype about it, obviously. I was like, you know, like I'm a Galatasaray, I'll watch this, like it's on TV. I watched that and I, I like lived through it as if I was a fanatic, which at the time I wasn't. So I watched that game and obviously we had all these great players coming in before, during, when Schneider came and after. So it was mm-hmm. just an exciting time. You know, I saw changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we just became, you know, a big name in Europe even more than we were before. And it was just a fun time to start. And, you know, <laughs> I, I've been, I guess, a little bit luckier. I've just seen a lot of success since, so. But I rambled again. What, but, yeah. well, what's your <laughs> player, Lan? What's the player that right made you again, become a fan? God. It's super short. To what, is, is that what he asked me? I, I guess it was Schneider, man. I, I, I guess Thank it was you, Schneider. Jesus Christ. Oh God, yeah, man. Mm. Um, bro, you know, that, that was high, you, know, you know what? You know what happens, man. He asked me a question, and I start thinking about all these things, and then uh-huh. just talk out loud. No, That's fine. my fault. We love we love you for that. <laughs> what about you, Yasin? Yeah. The super final <laughs> is lit, but dude, the Dennis the thing, the Dennis the championship when oh, Fenerbahce yes. bottled it, that was. Whew, I remember that too. That was mm-hmm. so hype, yeah. man. I I can't imagine. Yeah, that that makes sense. I just didn't watch it. So, Sally, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll keep it short. For me, it was actually the same era as uh, Yasin. I would say mm. um, when I was younger. I mean, of course, like father, etc., supported, but I just watched along more so than I really like fanatically watched it. It's I would say the more standard answer, as in the. 2012-2013 uh, Champions League 
season where I, mm-hmm. you know, I would usually watch it, but where we really went on, right? And I don't know, I just, from that moment, I just felt pride also against like other Dutchies or others who were like kind of down talking us. I was like, bro, what are you talking about? You know, you support PSV, all these other clubs. I, I just felt pride at that moment. And from that moment onward, I, you know, started supporting it more fanatically. Mm hmm. Player, all on player, player. player. You guys again. are not answering the question. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. Well, being from the Netherlands, of course, that's be Snyder, right? So actually, <laughs> I I, I was not happy when Snyder came. Um, yeah, I said this yeah, before. The yeah, it's the system. The four four two system completely changed from a team play to a more individual play, which means Snyder shined and Drogba shined, but the team didn't shine as much before. But anyway, um, for me, what about you, La? Uh, which player? I think it has to be Daddy Cool, Nonda. These oh, Harry mm. Kewell. And the reason for that is like I used to like. Of course, we're born girls, right? But like, that's around the time when I became like super fanatic, and like had that pride as well, watching the games, seeing Arda Turan right. play with Lincoln. Mm. And I remember so clearly. It was I was in Turkey somewhere. I was pretty young, and I was watching a game. With the more jerseys, the the what do you call more uh, the purple? Purple, exactly. <laughs> I know, uh, but yeah, that was the era, man. And after that, like e- the the worst era with the bum, uh, back and stuff. Like that even made me love Gala even more. I don't know why, but yeah. So Just, you guys are saying things like, "When did you become a fanatic?" Not when you became a Galatasaray fan. Like mm-hmm. I'm like younger than you, some and you say Yasin's when you're younger than me. Right, but I didn't actually. I became a fanatic, like you said, probably around when they were play. Because I like skipped a little bit of Galatasaray, mm-hmm. and then when they were in the Champions League with Drogba and Snyder, that's when I picked up again. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Celtic yeah, Felipe Melo. The uh, Celtic dude, that was so diamond. hype. That was like insane, Oof. man. I know. Like even today, even though we have a killer squad on paper, that team was something different in terms of like. It's all green lines in FIFA. And we don't need that. Atish was mentioning that. He was oh, saying yeah. that the team didn't have superstars, but the team had a lot of chemistry and exactly. work rate. Exactly. And, and the, the thing was, even the subs coming in would do amazing. And they, they like, I don't know, man. Something else. Something else. I'm, I'm hoping for that again. I'm hoping. Yeah, and I think I think that's a good point. Um, some, I think we are kind of entering a similar phase, right? Last year, we brought on... You know, we've we went through a lot of changes. The coach changed, the Unitum changed, and a lot of players came in and came out. I think we're in a similar time period where a lot of fans that maybe were not following the last five, six, seven years that were Galsai fans on the side now mm-hmm. have a lot of intent, maybe motivation to get back into becoming a fanatic Galsaida. And that's mm-hmm. huge for us, right? That that means more young younger people are going to talk about God's side. They're going to talk about with their friends, their foreign friends, if if they live abroad, and that means they're going to spend money too, right? Like, oh yeah. If you guys were if you guys were not fanatic fans, you would not be buying jerseys and you know spending money on YouTube membership and stuff like that. If you yeah. were a, you know a fan on the side, right? Now we do that because we love God's side. I I this is great, man. I, I truly love what Dursun Uzbek and Edentum are doing. I think it looks like we're spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in reality, I think the the return of it is kind of paying off as well, especially if we do well this year, hopefully in Europe. I, I don't oh, think man, we'll I notice really much of that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, the value of the current squad is 225 million. I think we are the first club to break the 200 million value in uh, in the Super League. I mean, so that that says something about what's happening as well. And and the Turkish league is ranked like seventh uh, with total of one billion value. So like 25 percent almost is just us, our squad, <laughs> and and we are not with four teams in in the league. So <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Indeed, indeed. So we're going to see, I mean, that's my biggest worry this season. You know, that chemistry. That's what I miss a lot. Oh, well. well, Just to quickly touch on that, I mean, not to go on a tangent, but looks like Erdin Tumur and Okan Buruk are very intentional about keeping that chemistry and keeping players around from last season. A lot of teams that win the championship, you often see them the next season. They don't do so well because they sell players players want to leave they have a hard time keeping that team intact like at the end of the day guys like it's a super league right it's a turkish league it's not a top 10 league currently and it hasn't been for some time players come here they chase that success and once they get that taste of that success that they win a championship they lose motivation they they want to do something else unless you know you have a build a team that can really race in europe which is what we're doing it's hard to keep that team intact. And to your point, Summit, you lose that chemistry. Mm-hmm. Okan Buruk has made it very clear in his interviews this summer saying, I don't want to lose my players. I don't want to sell Nelson. I don't want to lose Sacha, boy, even though there might be good offers. And I, I love that approach. If we can afford it, of course, right? We're spending money on, on Helinho. We're spending money on Icardi and now Rashica soon. We're going to have to answer to FIFA sooner or later, right? Mm-hmm. But... Um, I'm glad that we're trying to keep that team intact. The chemistry is only going to be better next season, hopefully. Yeah. Which is brings me to another bullshit alga that's uh, being thrown around that FIFA is going to investigate us. He's going to check us. No, FIFA is not doing jack shit because we already had our financial fair play for four years and they reduced it to three because Allah Ramatelis and Mustafa uh, Jengis did a good job in paying back without issues and now sure we are buying a lot but at the end of the season we also have to sell of course and then if there's issues they will have a look they won't check you without any reason Uh, they do have a list of people clubs they're checking i don't know it's on their website and i know some of the turkish clubs are on there as well and it's not us boys so Fuck that. I'll yeah, just, just just to provide a little bit of color, I, I don't know the details of it, but I'm going to share what I've read or, you know, people talked about. Apparently, like, we can afford up to, like, a couple tens of millions of losses over a couple years span, as long as our financials are fine, like, you know, our net income or net loss, like, at the end of the day, transfers, wages, mm-hmm. sponsors, all that stuff. As long as that is in decent check, mm-hmm. and we do have consistent sponsorship money coming in i think we're fine uh it did sound like we're on the board of maybe needing to sell one or two players but nothing major not like we need to sell nelson for 20 million you know yeah. there's rumors of like yunus akun uh Micho, guys like that morutan that we might sell for maybe 10 15 might be enough but uh maybe we can talk about that in more detail if yeah. the rumors actually do pick up because to your point summit it does seem like all good uh, it seems yeah. like fans seems like fans are just confused how the fuck we're spending all this money. I mean, so it's their response also, is we're doing something wrong. Yeah. It's all toxic. 
it's all spread over multiple years as well. So that also like helps a lot because they look at this year. And if you do 10 years, 10 million euro over four years, that's 2.5 million just for Icardi, for example. So that's what helps a lot with that. And I just want to touch on Yunus Akun. You said, for example, Yunus Akun, again, there's rumors about we us selling him. But there's no way we are going to do that. It's, again, bullshit news that I see on Twitter. Because if you think logically, UEFA list that we have to register our players, we have to put four homegrown players as per UEFA rules. And Yunus Akkun is one. Emin Bayram is another. Uh, I think Berk Balaban, a goalkeeper that we have. And another one. So we cannot sell him. Yunus is going to stay, boys. That's that's not true. Why just get another youth player from the yeah, under yeah, sixteen or uh, seventeen? Just put him there. What difference does it make? That's I actually true. Him, <laughs> okay. Or or like <laughs> don't don't loan out Botwan Ahmed Chen. You know. Yeah. You, you can also just happened. keep him. But, I know. Oh, that's happened. okay. There, there's there's another good goalie that's coming up too. I forget his name now, but. Uh, Junkat, you talking about John, him? Ben yeah, Junkat. Exactly. Oh, Junkat no, yeah. Junkat is the one that people are saying might be good, but mm. yeah, gotta see it for ourselves before we say anything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes, that is true. That is true. Who else is not listed in the UEFA? I think it was Kem Kadam Demirzan. I think Morutsan. The rumors yeah. are he's going to be loaned out. That they told him as well. Again. Yeah, Palermo. Either loaned or loaned or sold, but yeah, hopefully it's a team like Palermo. Wait, Emre is Palermo in the the first division or the second? I feel like they're Serie B, honestly. Mm. But yeah, I don't remember Palermo and Ponyas. What I think wanted him. Let's quickly talk about that, right? Like we have these players that we're not interested in. Fine, you know, these are not the players that Adam Tumur and Okamburu brought on. So. I can't really give them crap for it. It's players from the prior unit team and coaching staff. Okay, fine. Now we have to eventually offload these players, right? We we spent money on them. Uh, four to five to maybe seven, eight mil for players like Chikalda, right? What do you do with them? Like if, if Okan Buruk is not envisioning a squad with these players in it, what do you do? Last year, we sold we uh, loaned Chikalda to, I believe, the Saudi League or the Qatar League. I forgot which one it is. Last year, we uh, loaned Morotan <laughs> to Syria B, right? Um, and mm-hmm. it looks like he did pretty good there. He came mm-hmm. back. He looked good. He, he played a lot of minutes. But his clause was not mandatory. It was only mandatory if they uh, promoted. got promoted to the Syria A, which did not happen. Mm-hmm. So you lost some potential money there. Now, there's a lot of teams that are apparently interested in uh, Morutan on loan in, in the Super League. We just loaned Chikaldao to Konya Spor, who maybe you can make a point is good for him and maybe we might, we might be able to see what he's really worth in the Super League. But at the end of the day, let's say he does have a good season at Konya Spor. Is the Syria A going to come knocking like, oh, damn, your player just played great in, you know, for Konya Spor for a mid-table team. Let me go spend six, seven million on him. Is that going to happen? Probably not. Like, we really need to be careful about where we send our players on loan, especially if we have the intent to sell them afterwards. Especially if um, they can score against us. At least people <laughs> want Chikaldao. Who wants Yusuf, right? That's their, <laughs> this unit team's uh, transfer. No one's asking for him. So Yusuf this Demir. unit team still, uh, yes, Yusuf Demir, Yok, Yusuf Kaya, bro. I don't know. Who's there? Any other Yusuf guy in this team? That's a good point. I, I would love to see Yusuf be loaned to, like, maybe... Um, the Dutch league. Um, I forget. Somebody made a really good point where 
the Dutch league is known to be a league where teams attack a lot. Mm-hmm. Your maybe average players still have a lot of goals and assists in that league because I don't know. You Dutchies tell me you guys don't play defense apparently like the other the way that other leagues play defense. Maybe it's you very put technical, less on attacking, it. less less physical mm-hmm. than usual. And it's also a good place to showcase your players because apparently the Dutch are good at selling because every player they sell is 40, 50, 60 million euros, which I'm still astonished. I mean, I'm astonished in general about Galatasaray loaning players like Chikeldau for free, giving away Thailand, giving away Emre Kulinch. It's it's nice that we're buying. Charity. But come on. Can't you sell anything, man? Why? Think- well, we're not the only team that gives away players. You think Besiktas sells all their players? No, they give away players for free. You guys only have this mentality because you're looking through these lenses that Fenerbahce created. But let's be real now. They're selling their trash players like Diego Rossi for profit, basically. And people are saying he has a market in MLS. Okay, bro. Market in MLS. It's, 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 it's true, though. Yeah, That's what people true. are saying that. What market, bro? You have a market if you play well. You, <laughs> what? Whoever said that he plays well? Everyone knows he's terrible. Ask you. Yeah, but if, if you know no, football, I would never. I would even take him for free, let alone give five and a half million for him. Diego Rossi you know I mean? was the, like the best player, like rated best player in MLS before Fenerbahce bought him, right? Before. That's, that's before, bro. Okay. And since then, he joined the Uruguay national team. Um, that's that's a decision made wow, by a national a organization. About, uh, <laughs> players, I was about so. to say. Okay. All right. Yeah, Chico Dallas on the Romanian the national team. Uh, Mm-mm. Yeah, but you know, does does he play as much? Uh, what What's his market before he came to uh, Galsai, right? Chico Dallas had a little high. bit of... It was a little bit of interest. But the thing is like, okay, if, if we make a similar argument, okay, we say, okay, Chikaldo had a market where his league, you know, he was pretty good in his league prior to Galsai. But a lot of, before we bought him, it was like Chikaldo was a player who was good. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, he's, they're iffy about him because he's a little bit older now and they're surprised he hasn't left the league yet. And if you want to sell Chikaldo back to that league, nobody's going to pay you that amount. The MLS actually, surprisingly, I don't know how, Emra, but they buy and sell players for... Yeah, I, I just kicked out uh, Yasin. I don't want to listen to that guy uh, supporting Fenerbahce <laughs> or defending Fenerbahce. So he can come back when uh, when that's done, yeah? He's probably still brattling on in the other room. <laughs> oh my God, why? Okay, welcome back, Yasin. Jesus Christ, bro. Why are you kicking me out? <laughs> well, I couldn't but listen to, fair, to you to defending fair, Fina Bacha. We, we, we record on Audacity. Maybe he brambled on and, you know, you'll still hear it. Right? <laughs> I, I, I did ramble on. I, I, yo, I heard a noise somewhat. I'm like, what is this noise? Like, did I lose connection? But I kept talking anyways, just in case it was, if I was still here. But I was mad confused. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm done. It, does, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Emra's point is we should not set expectations that we're going to be selling players like Fenerbahce. True, true. I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. It creates mm-hmm. unnecessary stress and pressure and on pressure. our United team to sell players for amounts that maybe they're not worth. And I think we have to look at Fenerbahce and what they're doing with the players <laughs> that they bring in selling and just take note of it. I'm not saying we should copy their strategy. Their strategy clearly is not working for the last 10 years and the last five years under Ali Coach from a success point. But I think we can mm-hmm. take note and say, look, they bring in players, 
like uh, Attila Cezali, like mm-hmm. you know whoever, whoever else for cheap for Name lower. Name more about your players, please. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, and in any way, like what do we care about finances? As long as we have the success and we can watch good football, That's true. And look, we do have value too, right? We have such yeah. Bowie, we have Nelson. Oh, for sure. But it's but it's just up on the coming. And the players that we bring in recently, not they're not all like 30 plus. Anjalino will might have value still, like similar to what well, we he's not even for. ours yet. Yeah, that's true. He's alone. But, yeah, that might be mandatory, but yeah. I don't think we know for sure, right? Yeah. Well, we got still a long time for the window to close. 15th of September is like over a month we still have time, which is a new thing for us because look at how many transfers we've already done. And so new into the transfer season. So we might, at the end, just usually we do, uh, the last few days of the transfer window, take some of those Fursat transfers as well. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm sure Ardan Timur has a few in his pocket that he's just waiting for, like Fred Parades that he has contacts with, right? And, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider Fred I wouldn't consider Fred a Fursat transfer would you someone like he's the a thing is, transfer to me is Icardi level you know yeah like, sure the, what I mean by that is because these players that I'm saying Fred Paredes and stuff like that they're all waiting as well is what I understand from the news it's like okay Gala has done an offer and they're like not saying yes they're not saying no they're just waiting to see what else is out there. And I think Ardan is like, fuck this shit. You don't want us. We don't want you. Uh, we want players that want to play at Galatasaray. And, and I think that also counts a lot to the team atmosphere. And you see how players come here. Like Angelino, who would have thought? He literally said, I want to play at Galatasaray. And these are the players we're bringing in. And it, of course, helps with Zaha, Icardi, and everything that's happening in the club also helps the, the players that are there to say, you know what? I like what's happening right now. Zaha is coming in. He's a funny guy. I want to be friends with Zaha. I don't need to go. The grass isn't always greener somewhere else. So that's a bit the atmosphere we're building, right? And I yeah. also think that the players in question are actually waiting not only for better offers but to see if we're going to be in the champions league or not because i think that is one big factor mm-hmm. for a lot of players absolutely so we might see more players wanting to join us if we guarantee our champions league spot let's just keep that in mind yeah prime example look at kamada we wanted him right he's a attacking midfield number 10 he ended up going to lazio bro um, the, why you gotta do this to me <laughs> so there were rumors obviously that he already wanted to go to a top five league which how can you blame him he's 26 years old he did pretty good in uh bundesliga i believe playing in a top five league is attractive and the team that he ended up going to lazio is already guaranteed champions league group stages so if he sees an opportunity why not take it i think the first transfers will come summit uh you know the turkish league uh as many faults as it has, one of the nice things, I guess, if you want to say, mm-hmm. is our transfer window goes beyond Europe's transfer window. So the Premier League transfer window will close and they won't be able to bring anybody, but they'll be able to release people on loans, right? Yeah. And 
if there's not a lot of leagues like the Turkish league that are will still be open those extra five to ten days or whatever it is, that's when we can be like, listen, we're in the Champions League, hopefully, and we have this position open that your player is not going to have minutes at your team, but he'll play consistently for us. Give him to us for a season. There's no option to buy him, whatever. Just loan him to us a couple mil or for free, and we'll play him. That's it. That's a first transfer. So I do look forward to that. But guys, like we have a lot of games coming up before that. So mm. <laughs> I, but, I hope uh, I hope we're I hope we're ready soon. Yeah. Speaking of transfers, the last one. I think after Maru Icardi, we also announced Keram Demirbay Iron Man <laughs> announcement. Uh, which is pretty cringe, <laughs> which is on my <laughs> level of jokes, by the way, how they announced it. Uh, he's going to be here for three years, 3.7 million euro transfer fee with a 1 million euro salary. I don't know anything about the guy, honestly. I know he's been playing with German um, national team football, and he's been very good before Bayer Leverkusen, and that they transferred him for, what was it, 32 million euros? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, pretty interesting to see. Uh, he's also not in the UEFA reg- list registration because apparently he came with an injury. So, that's going to be interesting to see what happens there as well. But all in all, 30 years old, not a big fee for someone to fill in the Turkish quota because he still is eligible as a Turk. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a bad transfer. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Phil's in a foreign spot and can be a replacement or not a replacement, but a step in for Sergio Oliveira in mm. the league. Yeah. You know, because his form right now is kind of trash. He's still on holidays, you know? dude. Really. <laughs> on the field, <laughs> yeah. He's on holiday. He's just sitting back and watching. Off the but field. We'll get more well. on that later. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been watching Instagram closely and Mertens and Oliveira, I see them drinking wine on the beach, partying. A lot of the time. But Mertens is just something else. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Did you guys have any other news? Um, outgoing players? Did we have more outgoing players? Nope. I think... I mean, I think... Uh, after like not Baba that John, I can think of. Or yeah. Akira. <laughs> after like <laughs> Baba John, we didn't reuse contract. The, uh, what? The... The one and only. Wasn't he loaned out to, was it Samsung Sport or something like that, Baba John? It's been loaned out like pretty much yeah, many times. All the time. Golden yeah. generation. <laughs> Talent. Bolo Sport mm-hmm. it was, yeah. But uh, no, as far as I know, like he just left the club, right? I don't think we loaned him. No, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Mm. Yeah, he's gone. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but, well, um, he was yeah. okay. Eh. <laughs> I mean, I we've seen nothing really. Yeah, he's twenty three. <laughs> he hasn't still shown it. He's still, he still like physically looks a bit like an eighteen year old. Uh, yeah, maybe I think Bartu, <laughs> Bartu Elmas was the better one out of the two, right? Yeah, yeah. I know. That's what I remember. Which uh, well, apparently Bartu guy a little bit younger, but yeah. Oh um, well. But speaking of youth and potential, we did extend Eden Aiden for a couple more years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Jan Erdogan uh, as well. Yeah. But Eden Aydin, I think, is a little bit more of a... Known one. Promising yeah. player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, that's uh, good. I was I, I was no worried gender. that we were going to lose him for free <laughs> because he follows yeah. on on Twitter. That's the reason. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. Anyway, I think I think that's it. We can probably uh, move on. I right? just I just want to quickly add, like I don't I don't know a lot about um, Kedem Demirbay either, so I'm not going to pretend like I do. But he does provide a lot of flexibility for our number eight and ten role. I think Emma just mentioned Sergio. But he'll be potential backup for Mertens as well. Maybe he might play ahead of Mertens sometimes because this three Turkish rule on the field during the spread league season is going to be tough for Okamburuk. And to have an extra player that plays a different role is huge for us because we had Berkan already. We have Berkan for like that CDM mm-hmm. eight type role. We have Barish for the wings. We have Kazimjan for the left back position. We have Emin Baidam and Kanaihan for center back. And again, CDM and right back. Kanaihan, I guess, is a drag of all trades. Maybe not the best at either one of them, but he can still play multiple positions. And now we finally have a number 10 type role. Maybe you could argue to me that Yunus Akun can play number 10. I'm not convinced for the many years that we've been watching him to say that he is a good backup 10. But it looks like Kedem can finally be that backup 10 for us. So... TBD. I, I hope it works out. Uh, he's on super low wages, so I think uh, it's hard to go wrong here. So we'll see. If anyone wants a more detailed analysis, I'm going to put in a small plug here for my man, Orhan Ulija. Mm. He does a good uh, analysis on him on YouTube if anyone's interested. Just a quick shout out. Yeah, I can attest to that as well. Um, really good analyst. I recommend it if you guys understand Turkish. All right. So with that said, shall we go to the game like we always do? Yeah. Yes. Where is Coach Canada to announce that game? All right. As many of you guys know, we drew against Zagris away. Pretty bad display. Um, well, that display repeated itself again at home with the only goal from Mertens. was a super shot from Mertens. Uh, and that's how we finished the game. 1-0. And uh, yeah, we're through and our next game is going to be against Ljubljana. As you guys, some of you might know, is the former team for uh, Albert Riera, who made them champions, right? So with this game, this game was a bit of a, of a touch and go, honestly. I, throughout the whole game, I thought we were going to be dominant in the beginning. But it turns out we, we were just like playing the same game, essentially, in the previous fixture. Mm-hmm. Zagris was just uh, how do I put this? They're disciplined as hell for a team that is so low on the rankings. Like you wouldn't expect them to be this disciplined. Uh, I think they're punching above their weight, and we are punching below our weight. That's basically what I can say about this game so far. But so, any of you have any thoughts before? Yeah, I go Okan, more into Okan detail. Had no intention about changing our gameplay, which is something I like. You know how I always said on the podcast, I just want us to play our game and not adapt to the opponent. Okan was pretty clear in the post-match interviews about taking this home and being more focused, playing our game, not letting them through the defense, being more focused on the defense, and that's exactly what happened. Was it a good game? Was it enough? No. 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 Not at all. But did we give them opportunities? One, maybe two. But that's all, I would say. Not a lot of opportunities. 
in my opinion. They were dangerous opportunities, so I don't yes. yeah, sure. I, you only you only need one to score, and they had two very good opportunities. I mean, to score. they're gonna be dangerous opportunities if your whole team is on their half, of course. Uh, but the importance is to yeah stop those. Yeah, there was one against uh, Muslera indeed that he saved, and I think another one that. Um, <laughs> the uh, what was it Osawi or oh yeah Wusi oh yeah Wusi oh yeah Wusi thank God he missed uh, oh, like yeah. those big chances mm. but a, because that's that's what you call a Cosma bro by the yeah, way like, I know he's a definition of a Cosma speed merchant bro that's what he was essentially that's all he had was speed he's like the Usain Bolt of the world but he cannot shoot to save his life that's like, literally what they them? did. Well, what else? Can I don't blame do, them, right? That's yeah, what, what else can that's what I'm saying. Disciplined, right? Because we mm-hmm. scored that goal. You expect, oh wait, they got to open up a little bit more now. Nope, they sit yes. back with ten men I know. behind that box and just left Oyewusi and just kept trying ball after ball to like get him through the like back line. That's all they did. Mm-hmm. So and of we course have, we struggled a little, a little bit, huh? Did we have a lot of opportunities? Mm, no, that's I the funny liked. part. You know, we had more yeah. opportunities away than we did at home. Yeah. That's us. sad. That yeah. I don't like that. I Go hate ahead, the fact that a banger from the corner to Mertens, a banger from Mertens into the goal, was how we won the game. That, Like I always said, I want like build up a proper play and then a goal. And this was just, again, like it was a, yeah, an amazing goal. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was a killer goal that was... Class. Yeah, amazing. But, Ney, like you say, it, it is worrying, right? Like, we, we basically won this tie against a very, well, on paper at least, beatable team based on, well, this game at least, on just personal class, right? For Mertens, he just showed what, like, what of a world player he is because that's an immaculate kick, the way that went into the goal. Um... Yes, it is a very ugly win, just like you said before. Um, but th- that's that's one good thing about uh, European competition in general. It's like a two-leg game pretty much all the time. There's not... Like, if this was a long-term thing, I would be more worried. But because it's very game-by-game, game, I'm still happy with one. Um, and... Uh, but, like I said, it was a very ugly one. I, I really wasn't that happy. A lot of players that... Besides our defense, I would say uh, I wasn't too content with uh, players like Sergio, Berkan, uh, Halil, who, to be fair, came in for Zaniolo, by the way, who wasn't on the bench. Apparently, he apparently was injured. injured. Yeah, apparently, uh, we still have suspicions that, you know, he might be transferred to some club, they say, like Juventus, uh, for example, uh, who want to pay like 30 mil for him. But it's. Uh, I'm happy we're through, but yeah, it, it it really didn't look good. It was just frustrating, let me say it that way. For amount of possession that we had, we created like next to nothing. That that's that's really worrying. Do because you, what do, if we don't have the ball, right? What if we are on the back foot? Which like let's be real, if we do face a team like I don't know, the usual teams like a Real or whatever in the group, what do we then do, right? Um of course Bodish and plays of Zaniolo. As we saw against Fener, are better against teams who like actually have the ball and play higher up. But still, it was not a pretty match to watch at. Sorry, sorry. Let me yes. ask you: How do you expect to open up players or teams that sit behind the ball with ten men with Halil Dervisholu, Barishal Pad, Berkan Kutlu, 
and and out of form Oliveira who doesn't run. When all no, I, you, you all you have is Mertens and Kerem, and even Kerem just messes up all the time. He's trying mm-hmm. his best, but he's messing up. His pass accuracy is not the best. He has good passes, but not the best passes. Right? This team on paper is not complete. We don't have our complete team. Right? When we no, have that's true. When yeah, we had our true. complete team, we played against Hull City, and we saw how we demolished them in the first thirty minutes. That's the only time I remember we had a decent midfield. But we haven't had that midfield at all till till like now. We don't have a midfield. We're really missing Torreira. And remember, guys, this is the Champions League. This is not the lowest, you know, this is not the Conference League. This is where you come when you're champions, right? So you're going to get the best of each country, regardless on paper or not, they're better or not. They're going to be a threat no matter what. And we have to accept that. And we can't always, you know, underestimate every opponent. That's just my two cents on the matter. No, and it is true on the plays that you said. We do miss uh, quite some first-level players. And up front, we are, like you said, we're kind of toothless because we rely on Halil, who's not a, well, who's not a striker. Barsh, who's not really a killer or a striker. Uh, like, we have a lot of forwards, but no one who is that guy that will, you know, netted that chance, which, you know, for most uh, plays will be hard to score. But for someone like Icardi, you know, based on his class and skills that he has, would be able to net in. Bro, highly and that's right. why I'd only mentioned it, you know, that's why I'd only finish 1-0. Mm. Very scrapey, yeah. but yeah, we got through. So that's the important part in these games. Yeah, Summit, your favorite player, Halil, what do you think about him so far? <laughs> oh, come on. You you remember that transfer Ismail Kuribashi did to Trabzonspor? And I think it was the yeah, president. Yeah. What's his name again? He He basically said when signing him, you know, you were only here because of the Turkish quota. That that's how it feels for Alil, man. It's just ridiculous, honestly. I don't know how to use him. I mean, maybe he might do well with a proper Icardi in front of him, but I, I don't like him at all. I don't I don't know. I'm sorry. I oh god. And then this game, what really showed as well as Badkan's quality man oh my god every time he touched the ball this game it was like dude do yeah. you even remember how to play football because that was just ridiculous both was Halil and said Timberlands I think mm, yeah exactly that's how it looked like so choppy and um, I'm not hating on the players because it, I mean they're professionals they still put early. in the work but it's I know but still dude come on man it just I came back exactly as he left, bro. Mm. That's funny. Yeah. Zero, zero progress. Yeah. At least he's cheap. That's also, that's only one thing. He's cheap and he's Turkish. But besides that, yeah. Exactly. Um, and he's young for now. By Turkish I standards, know, I should um, say. I'm actually starting to understand Samet a bit more on Halil as well. I, I mean, he has technique, but it just doesn't strike me as a player who gives his all. I mean, he looks kind of... Mm. I'm honestly like Kanaihan, Barkan, and Halil, all the same player, if you ask me. What do they do good exactly? It's a terrible take, by the way. N- n- what do you mean? How do you how do you, how do you, how do you compare Barkan to well, Halil? I was about to say Barkan. Yeah, that, well, I'm gonna show I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you. you, ju- you because you, they you don't just have grouping them spe- as yes. Turks who are not very good. And exactly say say that, but then to call like you ju- you just complained about Halil not being like, being like a lazy player, Berkan is the complete opposite of that. Berkan actually tries. 
Vatican was never a player that anybody said is a I'm, very I'm good player. Saying, yeah, that's the thing. They're not good in anything specific. All okay, three you of them. can't. You don't have to always have a player that's very good at one thing, or you don't always have to have a team full of players that are all going to go into the lineup and have a significant impact right away. Like it doesn't work like that. You know, Vatican is a bench player. He accepts that role. Uh, that's that's his role in the team. Khan Ihan, same thing. We brought Khan Ihan last season when we I had Nelson and Abdukerim. I don't know why you hate any of these players to begin no, with. I don't hate him. I dislike him the most. Let's put it that way. And that's mainly why? because, because he's because taking he minutes yeah, from Emin That's so Bayram. silly though. Don't, don't hate Khan Ihan for that. I'm if you're going to hate anybody, hate on or give give you know shit to Okan Hoja if you I'm really sure. want to. Because Okan Hoja is the one that decides that. I will. Nobody I will is call saying, him right now. Do that. <laughs> don't, don't. Like Khan Ihan didn't come here and said... I'm going to play over Emin Baidam. No, he came here place. as a backup. If Emin Baidam can't play over Khan Aihan, that's on Emin Baidam, not Khan Aihan. And if you don't think that's the case, that means Okan Hoja is not making the right decisions. That's a different story altogether. Halid Davishol is not a striker. We talked about this a hundred times. He played striker that game and it's out of necess- necessity in a way, if you think about it, just to quickly defend it. I, I don't. I think he played a terrible game. I don't think he's anywhere near ready. I think he really needs to change his mindset. I agree with all of that. But Khan, I mean, uh, Hali is not a player that you can play up up top as striker. Yeah, and there's no Ricardi, no no Bakambu. He was on the bench, exactly. but, right? Bakambu wasn't ready. He's not fit. Ricardi just joined. In fact, I think Budish might even get more minutes as striker than more than Halid this season. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised. Of course, it depends on who we play. I think Halid was still a better choice over Budish at striker in the second game. Budish killed it on the right side in the second leg. Mm-hmm. Him and Sacha had a great connection. For some reason, Okan Hoja put him as striker in the second half and put Yunus in the field, which I kind of understand, but that's besides the point. I... Let's see what happens. Uh, <laughs> Hali definitely, I agree with you guys. So Hali definitely has to pick it up. If if he wants a future, he's still young. If he doesn't change his mindset and how he plays on the field and he doesn't pick it up, he's going to have a hard time. He might be an Ontario sport player for the rest of his career in a couple of years. So. Hali looks like that one coworker in your office that just does the bare minimum all the time, every time, and <laughs> mm-hmm. just does not want to exceed anything. That's the goofy guy. In the yeah. office. That's, he's never, I don't think this is about the maximum that he'll give. I hope yeah. he proves me wrong, but. You remember they did like uh, questions to the team members? Like, who's the most lazy? Who's the most late? And. Uh, yeah, it's always Halil. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> they need to redo it this season. Let's see if anything changed there. <laughs> yeah. Curious, curious. Let's. Um, Do you guys, you guys agree with the whole notion of Okan Buruk not being able to, you know, play this team to its strengths and he won't make it in Champions League. I think there's a lot of... No, look, criticism is important, of course, but I think there's a lot of heavy criticism like that's unwarranted, uh, but that, that, especially that's like, in media. That's busy millet. Like, no, bro. Look, no, it, this is ex- excessive, bro, where people are already calling for his resignation after what? two games, bro. Yeah, bro. Uh, yes. like, that's true, Isn't it the contrary? why are you surprised bro are you honestly surprised because first leg we tied we were almost losing second leg 
We barely won if it was not for Merton's shri- uh, beautiful strike. Yeah, which yeah, it was bad. We can, sure. we can, we can go on and you know make excuses or provide good reasoning why that's the case. But on paper, when you see that, it is people's natural reaction to point fingers. Turkish people, our Turkish people, love pointing fingers and. No, criticizing I get that. And, and I think we do that. So as why well. are you surprised? I'm just, yeah. because my feeling is that it's the contrary, and that and I think that's also not good because all I'm hearing is, "Oh, we are amazing. Our team is amazing. We're gonna kill it this season." And I don't feel that way at all because, like I said, well, I'm, a, I'm a man of chemistry, and I don't see that chemistry yet. No, but Emre is talking about Okan Buruk specifically, the coach, oh, specifically. not the team. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I said it last season. I say it this season as well. It's like I still have to see it. And what I mean by that is last season was a, such a different season for us. Every two weeks a game. Everyone is on holidays. And like it was such an easy... Earthquake. Easy. Five weeks. Yeah, exactly. And easy? Easy. That's what makes it hard for us. Or maybe harder for us. But like Bro, this, what are you talking about? Bro. Bro, or or Lala Orta says, "Oh no, bro." Mertens, yeah, okay, yeah, the the, the ref fucked us, yeah. But Mertens, like immediately after that game, he went out to party and drink. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Okan's gonna be too soft, and that's what's gonna be our doom this season. His softness. That's what I'm. That's what I'm worried about. I don't know if I want to say softness, but I do agree. It's gonna be a big challenge for Okan Hoja this season because. The team is just so much better. It's going to be so much better. It's on track to be so much better. And when you have a lot of players that are good quality, they all want to play. And when they mm. all want to play, <laughs> you're going to have a hard time making an 11. Last season, Okan Buruk himself has said this many times after, oh, after the season finished. Amazing. He's... Get out of here. <laughs> o- o- Okan Hoja said, my job was easier because we were winning. When you play the players that won the game consistently, the ones on the bench can't complain because mm-hmm. the team is winning. The atmosphere is good. He said, if we were if we started losing games, my job would have been very difficult because players might cause issues about the minutes that they're playing. There is a very clear challenge ahead of them. And I think we have to keep that in mind when we do criticize them this season, especially in the beginning, because he has to figure out his starting 11 all over again. Even if the team didn't change much, you made additions and the rule didn't change. It's still eight plus three. You added a 8 million euro player in Angelino to your left back. You That that's that takes away the Kazimjan and Sam role that we had at, <laughs> as, a, as a Turkish Yelder player last season. So now he has to cut somebody else. That might be one of our sub-captains, Kerem. That might be Muslera, who is our captain. How is Muslera going to react to that? How is Kerem going to react? You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be like 60 games, for, give or take, bro. I think the, the rotation will be just fine. I don't think mm-hmm. we need to worry about that at all. For sure, like, I, for sure. I think I think players a good will time. Play. They will, they will. But like everybody's going to want, want to play all the time. I think in Europe it's going to be easier because there is no rule. The best player will play all the time. But mm-hmm. in the Super League, it is going to be tough. You know, we, we're going to lose points here and there. And good luck to him. And we have to continue to support him. Um, My main but- point, 
Yasin, like you're saying, we need to support him because look, this guy came in and broke every single record there was in golf today's history, basically last season. Okay, and we're coming out and already criticizing the guy for basically winning the <laughs> tie. Okay, it wasn't the best of ties, but look, listen, not all teams have a great start out in their season. Some teams start out worse than others and some, you know, not so much, but they end up being worse later in the season. Goss mm-hmm. and I always have been good later in the season versus early on in the season. It doesn't seem like we had a good training camp and a lot of players did come back late. But again, look, this guy is going to learn from his mistakes. He's always done that. He comes out after press conferences. He always criticizes himself. He says, I need to improve here. We need to improve here. Etc. Etc. The only thing that really does piss me off from Okan Buruk is his um, first excise and his and his subs. That's really the only things that he hasn't really improved on yet. But I think in due time he will improve. And if he sees a um, a problem in his team, I think he knows how to mitigate that. But let's be look. This guy is no like random coach. He has two European cups. More than most of the players, like, than other players on our team. Like, how many do they have, right? So, they, he has authority. He knows what he's still doing and what he's saying. So, yeah. I think people should be a little bit more conscious of what they say because they're just creating unnecessary drama and stress for the team. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And just to add to that, I think it's really crucial that Icardi is back, Kedem is here still, and Musleta is here. Those are our three captains next season. And all of them were here last season when we experienced the championship. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like they all have immense respect for Okan Hoja. And they should, right? Yeah. First of all, he's he, he's the one that appointed two of them captain. Musada has been captain before Okan Hoja, but Okan specifically made the decision to make Kedem captain. That mm-hmm. itself earns respect from the player you are giving the captaincy to. Icardi walks around after the pitch with Okamburuk on his shoulders. He respects mm. him. So when your three captains respect the coach, they will demand respect from the entire team to the coach as well. So that's a good thing. That's, mm-hmm. that's a, you know, from the outside, Emre, I agree with you. It might look like shaky at times, but I think we have to know at the end of the day that our captains respect the coach. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing. That's new, by Bro. the way, right? Icardi being the third captain. That's yes. a, that that yeah. That's a rumor, and that is new indeed. Mm-hmm. And um, well, you said they respect Okan. Did Gomis they do. respect Okan Baruk? Yes. I don't know. I mean, After there was that, an issue. Came. Look, there yeah. was an issue, right? He, yeah, he, yeah. Dude, and even when think... he like went away, he didn't really thank him specifically. Okan doesn't. He's not scared to be. You know, like you know. Up front with people. He put Gomis on blast. He put yeah. Nelson on blast. Okay. And the team could have turned against Okan Buruk, but they didn't. Right. And Gomis, correct me if I'm wrong. He did say he was at fault later on. Mm-hmm. And he did say it was wrong. And then he apologized. And then he went back to training and then did what he had to do. It's at the quick. end of the day. Indeed. Go ahead. Now, I just want to say that that whole event thing went by really quickly, actually. It was like within... yeah. That was amazing, was by the over. way. A great yeah. handling, for sure. Yeah, like the, the rumor came out and we publicly addressed it immediately. Like yeah. we didn't give the fucking media the opportunity to shit on our club and Ooh, make all this drama. Yes. No, like I, I really, I was so Cursing happy. Like, like 
<laughs> uh, dude, I'm tr- I'm trying to <laughs> make a point of how amazing that was. Yeah, like, just a recap really, really, for anyone listening. Uh, Gomez was rumored. Well, he basically said, "I'm not gonna play uh, in this game as a striker because he put me out for Barish." I think I don't remember which game. Barish. Yeah, Barish. <laughs> By <laughs> Mbappe Milmas, uh, and that's why he basically did that and we needed him and um, Okan said why that happened and he put him on the spot and then they made up afterwards so that was nice hey um, we don't have a lot of time left and we do have two questions that we need to answer but before we go over that I have an interesting point that I wanted to raise as well I want to see what you think about this before you do that yeah, I also ask what you just uh, shared in the uh, chat. Uh, I was just scrolling through some nice pictures. Nothing else. Oh, yeah, pretty beautiful. I know, right? Nice Amazing. Landscape. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I love those type of watermelons. Yeah, well, uh. juicy stuff. And and cake. You like the cake too, right? Oh yes, I love cake food. Too, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you know when uh, when. Yasin goes on for a long time. I just uh, phased out somewhere else. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll send you the link later. <laughs> um, yeah, what I wanted to say, boys, was Juan Mata. When Merton scored the goal, he did like a golfing celebration, and that was um, shout out to Juan Mata because Juan Mata texted him and said. You're going to score a goal, and when you do, you have to dedicate it to me. And the interesting part is also in that same text, you see before that Dries Mertens says, We said that they have to pay, so don't worry. They said they will. And Pamata said, Haha, okay, thank you. Good luck tomorrow. You will score and dedicate it to me. And there's been rumors that he's not being paid. And I actually think that's true because initially when I saw that message, I was like, oh, maybe it's because of the Zalgiris tie. And Mertens is saying to Juan Mata, don't worry. We, we said they have to pay. And, they, and then if that's, the say, if that's the case, then they said they will doesn't make any sense. So if he owes money, that makes more sense. So in my opinion, based off that, of logical deduction, Juan Mata is still owed money from Galatasaray. And there were also news out that he actually donated what he should have received from Gala to earthquake victims. But it seems that's not the case and he's still waiting for his money. What do you think? Okay, let's let's make rumors based on two texts. Sounds yeah, good, so, bro. So so silly. Summit I'm sounds not... like the media right now. Yeah. Bro, uh, the UFO music no. is not for nothing, man. No, not the normal <laughs> media, by the way. The fucking media. If you're not about your media... All right, all right. Shall I then summit, go to su- the questions? Summit, summit, summit loves these things. I mean, maybe mm. Summit, but it doesn't matter. Like, Martins himself said, don't worry. So if he's not worrying, why are we worrying, you know? Yeah, it just shows, I, I hate to see that people are still not getting paid. If that's true, of course. It is, come we on. Don't know. It's the way Bro, it's we have all this money coming in from sponsors and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, like... They'll they'll get paid. We mm. we just paid what's his name Omar or we're gonna pay Omar. We just oh, paid God. Torrent apparently. Like 
we're paying these people the money that they're owed. Like, yeah, why yeah. would we not? Then you're gonna, then you're really risking it with UEFA and FIFA, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Why would we do that? That's so stupid. No, I'm not they, saying. They, I'm we, just, we, just, just saying there is a situation where people are still not paid. They will based be. on a text message. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. God right. damn, we <laughs> have to pay torrent. A sent is just of you kills two, me then. inside. <laughs> All right, one of you so, uh, take the two questions then. Let's go to the listener questions. Uh, okay, I'll do it. All right, from Twitter, from Fatih Fatah, at Fatih underscore Fatah. He says, thoughts on Mortsan not even being included in the upcoming Champions League roster. He was a standout in preseason and in the previous qualifiers, in my opinion. No way he's worse than Eunice. And I think he's a great player that can create and utilize when teams close up or sit back. Uh, well, if I can take this quickly, well, I'm not sure we can make a good um, case for someone when they do great in preseason because last year the preseason king was Yunus and we saw how he, mm-hmm. you know, performed in the regular games. For example, we saw Bakambu, right? Everyone was going crazy over Bakambu because he did a, a little one twos and Chaloms and then, yeah, and, yeah, and, and a back heel pass to Kerem. like, oh, he's going to slay. Yeah, King, go. But, you know, then he ended up being terrible in the Champions League game. I don't think preseason is enough when the coach is there and, like, he sees and, and interacts with these players all the time. So he knows better. Morutsan might be on the outside good. At some things, but there's some other things that, that might not be clicking with him that the coach wants him to do. Like, for example, Kerem, right? Everyone loves Kerem. Even, you know, the Torrent, the Chaiji, was saying he's one of his best players because he followed exactly what Torrent wanted him to do to a T. And Morosan just might not be the player that Kerem is, for example, right? He doesn't follow directions. He might be missing something that the coach is looking for. That's why he might be playing Yunus. I don't know what you guys' thoughts are. Yeah, well, given quick summary, it's basically just a biribildi vardır, right? Like, there's probably something that we just don't know of uh, being the reason why Morutsan isn't being played. Like, I also have that mentality of if he's really that good or that much better, why would he not play him, right? There's probably there's no real reason, I would say, to not Yeah, play the coach him. wants to win, you know, not lose. Yeah, exactly. And it's also not like, just like we said before, right? We're not a good selling club. It's not that he doesn't want to play in case to like prevent some kind of big injury maybe that that could be reasons to only pay 10 minutes or so but that's also not the case because you know we can't sell he's gonna be here unless someone's to loan him for like a ridiculously low amount so yeah that's just something that we don't know of and uh i'll uh i'll trust on that personal come i i i see a different approach to it actually i, I think it's just as simple as He's a foreign player and there's a lot of other foreign players in the team that play or will be playing similar roles and he's just not going to get minutes. And I think there's a lot of rumors that there's offers on the table for him. When you, in August, you know, there's not a lot of time left in the transfer window for, you know, outside uh, leagues. You have to make it known sooner than later that a player is not part of your plans. If we wait for... A couple more legs of UEFA, a couple more friendlies, you know, one or two games in the Super League to make a decision on Morutan. It might be too late then. Then maybe your only option to let go of him will be a desperate Super League team who's going to be like, well, guess what, motherfucker? I'm not paying for shit because you're <laughs> okay, desperate okay. now. 
and then I'm going to take Moraton for free for a season, and then what? Then you're then you're screwed. If the rumors are true that there's offers on the table for Moraton, and you tell Moraton and his agent now, hey, we like you, but we don't have plans for you. Figure it out. That's the best approach. And I truly like. I like Moraton. I agree with Fati a lot. He looked good in preseason, and uh, I think he would have been I good like for too, us. Yeah. I think he would have been great for us this season. But there's plans to bring Rashitsa. We have Martins, we brought Kerem, we brought all these other players. And when you have a player like Morotan, who's a Yabanja, even if he might deserve it sometimes to play, he's not going to be able to because of the, the foreigner rule. Mm-hmm. Morotan is that quality level where you can be like, oh, you know what? I'd rather play maybe a less quality Kerem Demirbay over Morotan because he's a Turkish player. So when you're in that area, that gray area of quality that Moraton is, it's just going to make Okan's Okan Hoja's, you know, job way more difficult during the season. And I can I see him easily being like, look, Erdan, Dursunuzbek, I think we should let go of him. It's going to be tough for me to play him this season. And while he still has value after a pretty good season in Serie B, let's try and offload him completely. I get it. I, I, I really do. And I think it's a good decision. As much as I liked him, I, I think it's the right decision to make. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have anything else to add to that, we'll go to the next question. Yeah, sure. Nothing to add? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, uh, we, we, know, we know what again. Summit's doing. <laughs> He's scrolling again. Oh, 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 some landscapes. <laughs> All right, last question from Harun Bakumla. He's a very Bakumla person. Mm. <laughs> at Harun underscore Bakumlu on Twitter. Yeah, let me yeah, take dad this jokes. one then. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, 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 ask the question. I'll answer. <laughs> All right. Well, let's discuss the possible formation starting 11 that will be used in the away game for Ljubljana and which player can be the difference maker for the first game. Um, hmm. Sure. Let's, let's start because we can deduct that from the list that was given to UEFA, right? And what yes. we see, obviously, Muslera is going to be on the goal. His replacement is going to be Gunai Granch. And Berk Balaban has also been taken in that list. So we got three goalies. And the defense is going to be standard Angelino on the left. We got yeah, him, exactly same, right? Abdul Kerim Bayrakçı. Bayrakçı. And then Nelson and Bowie, exactly the same. So that's not going to change. We're going to have, of course, in the... Spares, reserves, Dubois and, and Kai and Ihan. And my boy, Emin Bayram, is also <laughs> going to be there. And in the midfield. Now, that's the important part, right? And here we only have like Micho, Berkan, Oliveira, and Torreira. Obviously, a fit Torreira is going to be there no matter what. And then from the other three, we're going to see Oliveira again. But Okan might surprise us and say, you know what? Sergio, you've been so on holiday. You've been drinking a lot again, like the last game against Fenerbahce. So I'm going to put... Um, who did we put against Fenerbahce there? Berkan, right? So Berkan and Oliveira. It was them two. No, Oliveira no, was Berkan uh, and not Torreira, there. I think. Yeah, Berkan and Torreira. So we might see that oh, again. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, In the first Lugiana. game, it was Berkan and Oliveira. I know. Yeah, but that's uh, that was a different tactic. So... That answers that. And of course, that's the biggest change what we're going to have is in the attack. Because there we have a long list. 
Kerem Akçukoğlu, Mauro Icardi, Dries Mertens, Yunus Akgün, Wilfried Zaha, Nikola Zaniolo, Halil Dervişoğlu, Barış Alper Yılmaz and Cedric Bakambu. And we can only pick three. And it's going to be likely Kerem, Icardi and Zaha. Uh, so I'm, do, you, I'm, do you think they'll, do you think they'll start? thinking a 4-3-3. Hmm. Okay. No. I mean, he, he asked for a possible formation or starting 11. And in my opinion, I don't, I don't really think in the first away game, because that's what we'll play first, right? We'll play away to Lipka. I don't think Icardi nor Zaha will start right away. You I think? think, I mean, they've been like injured True. slash not yeah. fit, right? I, I think they'll play but like, just like how Morutano order plays, like the last ten minutes or so, maybe a bit earlier if you really, like, somehow screwed up and are like I don't know two 0 behind, which I don't expect. But I don't think they'll start. The only question that I just have is whether Zaniolo will be back, like squad, like how minor or big is his injury, and also Bakambu has now played one game, although he didn't look very good at all. Will he start? Because without him, we don't. You know, really have a striker, right? Uh, Icardi probably will be on the bench, so that's what I'm ex- just more so wondering: Will Bakambu actually start here? Yes or no? That's uh, yeah. Well, what what would you guys expect actually? His backline, as you said, is already set. I mean, you guys pretty much laid it out for me perfectly. So again, as long as Torreira is back in his team, I think everything, any like lineup would probably do well. Because again, Ljubljana is below our standards, and we should be able to comfortably beat them. But it's, it's seen that this Sounds this like midfield. Right yeah, I, I mean, look, I honestly think, you know, hopefully this isn't karma, but I think we'll have a slightly easier time against Ljubljana than than um, Zagreb. Because I actually looked at Ljubljana and. They got through by some miracle uh, corners, right? I think Ludo Goretz actually played better than them mm-hmm. in both games. By far. Yeah, and they they missed a ton of chances. I'm talking a ton of chances. They were offside a couple of times. So I'm not too concerned as long as the team like takes the game serious. That's all that matters for me mm-hmm. as far as lineup goes. I hope uh, that was a wake-up call with Salgaris. So let's see. You need those type of games. Or like for every team, you need them. So you can, I just like, hope like, uh, like unfortunately how our rivals did, right? That we just seal the game in just the first game, right? That we just win like 2-3-0 and that the home game will be just way more relaxed. That, that's what I rather way, want because, you know, drawing away at Zalgus was just very <laughs> unfortunate. And, you know, I think we all had to clench our butts at the home game. Even though we had possession, we weren't really doing I was too much nervous. of it. Yes. Because imagine like like being eliminated already uh, against Zalgris with all the plays that we got. Even though we didn't play, still would would have looked really bad. I forgot to say this, but I don't know if you guys saw in the news, there was a, like massive floods. Um, in Ljubljana. Where Lub- yeah, Ljubljana, yo. So we might be playing on <laughs> worse than um, Tarla pitches right now and Seriously? i think their pitches is synthetic as well no no no, 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 no it's grass it's no is grass. it is it actual yeah. grass okay yeah thank god so I've yeah slovenia got it's a really nice town like cute little town and i stayed at now the hotel. right now 
that Fatih Terim State. I don't know if you remember a few years back when I sent a picture of a board with Fatih Terim's signature. <laughs> Probably not. No, no, I don't remember. But yeah, no, they got massive flood. So I don't know how their uh, infrastructure is going to be. That game might get relocated to another stadium. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Um, unless you have final words to say, lads? Nope. Nah. I really, everything. No. <laughs> then I'd like to thank you as a listener. You're amazing. You're the best. You're a goat for listening all the way through this. And if you haven't already, you can follow us on Twitter at the lines 10 GS. Or follow us on Instagram at the lies then ES or support us on our Patreon. So with that oh said, <laughs> peace. Yeah, bring that Monday. Nah, we don't really care honestly. See ya. Cheers. Bye bye.